Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hey everyone, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. And we are going to recap episode 14 of The Walking Dead, season 6, episode 5, entitled Now. So now, what do you guys think about that episode? Um, not much. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're done. It was, it was <laughs> Thanks more... Thanks for joining uh, us, everyone. Close right, scene. exactly. Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of like this week on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, oh. It was it was kind of uh it was weak. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that's our it new was. put down now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you get a little soapy, that's what you get. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like um same. It's uh I, I don't I don't want to call it a filler episode because I think there was were some things that we learned uh about some of the characters. Uh a lot of the characters were missing, I think was my biggest disappointment. Um, and, uh, just a little confusion on that, but I mean, it was still, it was still a good episode, but, um, I felt like we just met a bunch of people that are going to die next episode. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess I kind of feel the same. I mean, I thought it was a good episode, but it was just really slow, especially coming off the last ones that we've had. But, um, we did have some surprises, which we'll talk about. And some excitement, so that kept my interest, Um, and... The kissing? But I... Yes. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed that the other characters weren't in this episode either. Well, you know, Stu, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you about the fact that it was a filler episode. It felt like a filler episode. It's like, let's just catch up on everybody else we haven't talked about in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Snore. I think it was a filler. Yeah. I, no, but I'm. I mean, there were definitely. Some, I mean, there were some good storylines that were kind of resolved, but I. I feel like seventy-five um, percent of it was just like, here we're gonna meet this red shirt guy and this red shirt guy and this person that is pissed off in the pantry about how they're not getting enough food. Even are though, you talking about Bruce? Can I? Can I say those people do not look underfed? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but which might make them argue about the food a little bit more. But it, yeah, I just true. feel like these people aren't going to have like any real bearing on the story. Um, yeah. And yeah. the people that we st- like, we had to watch it a second time just be like, oh, there's Michonne. Oh, right. there's Carol. Carol actually is in this episode. Is she in the episode? Yeah, they're all in the episode at the very beginning. Standing on the perimeter of when Rick is like all pissed off. Right. After he comes but through Morgan the gate, makes a he quick does his flash. monologue. Mon- monologue. Yeah. monologue. monologue. Mon- <laughs> that what it was. It was a monologue. <laughs> yeah. um, there are a lot of pauses in it. <laughs> right, and you have a couple of images of, of Morgan standing around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I, I will say this. I don't, you know, I didn't realize uh, Carol and them were in it um, that much. Um, I don't have a problem with them not being a part of the episode, but I would like to see them, like you said, at least walking around in the background mm-hmm. or pipe in a comment once in a while or something, you know, they, they don't have to be part of the story. 
but you know, at least seeing them out there and around. I, I guess. I guess one of the biggest things that bothered me was that Rick just came came back from somehow escaping from the RV, which I think that was a wasted um, plot right there that we could have seen. Is how right. how the hell did he get out of there? Because they leave us Why'd... with him stuck there. Right. Um, Why not just show him running into the woods? Is the last image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, so we don't see how he gets out of there, but he's running back. And then he gets back. They've just been attacked by wolves, and there's like no discussion with him and his people right. as to what's going on. And up till this point, they've always held everything kind of close to their chest, and now it's just Rick kind of dealing with the Alexandrians on his own. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was kind of yeah. it was just weird. There, mm-hmm. there seemed to be like a lot of dialogue that was not happening. Um, right. I mean, I can assume that he came back and was had discussed with them what happened with the wolves. Um, but it seemed like he and um, he and Carol at least would be regrouping about something. Well, we see Michonne at the very beginning. Michonne is grouped together with Maggie and Rosita. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, Michonne was telling them about Glenn mm-hmm. and Nicholas. Right. And what happened with Sturgis and all the other people from Alexandria that died. Um but I think that's really the only time that we saw them relaying any sort of information back and forth. And if we're going to be talking about unresolved questions, I mean, what the hell happened with Glenn and Nicholas? We still don't know anything. They didn't, like, pull together any sort of search party. Maggie was the only one that was really, like, upset about it. And she didn't even seem that upset. It was just like when Beth disappeared. Well, when you saw her upset, she's, like, walking away from the group to go do something. Um, yeah. right. which was, yeah, you, you didn't really see, um, the, the emotion as to, you know, where, where are the people? And actually you saw her upset about them and we we're seeing the Alexandrians, but they don't seem so upset about any individual that was lost out of their people. Right. I mean, that's, that was a big thing I was going to say. And I, I paid particular attention to it the second time I watched the show is boy, Nicholas, they, they kind of just wrote him off without mm-hmm. anybody really caring. I mean, you know. The only time you even heard his name mentioned was when they put him on the wall. Um, yeah. I even saw at the end, you know, when, when uh, Rick's talking to, um, what's her name in the garage? Jesse. Um, his new squeeze. Jesse. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and he says, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to, don't want to bury him yet because I'm still waiting to hear about Glenn and, and Abraham and Sasha and mm-hmm. so forth. Never once says anything about Nicholas. Oh yeah, it, it just seems to be forced that storyline. I think I, you know, one thing we said about the whole Glenn thing: if you drag it out too much, it's going to feel forced. Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel forced to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, you know, Glenn this, Glenn that, you know, blah blah blah. Come on now, let's um, let's just go ahead and move on. Don't 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 make the the story weak because you're pushing it too much. Yep, exactly. And I think that they could be handling it completely different because. It's a great teaser storyline, but they need to be kind of hyping it up amongst the characters a little bit more. Like, where is he? What happened? Nobody saw him go down. And are they going to get a search party going? Or what are they going to do once the walkers disappear? Are they going to go out and look for him? Or are they just going to write him off totally? So it seems to me like nobody cares right now. Well, it's strange because, I mean, even when Rick's doing his... uh his big speech at the beginning, he talks about, you know, we got to wait for the, you know, Glenn to come back and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
he, no one ever mentions all these Alexandrians that got wiped out by the wolves. Oh, I know. Like they right. don't they don't matter. I mean, their bodies are laying all over the place, and <laughs> and all they're talking about is Glenn and Abraham and Sasha. I know. You know, come on, let's. You know, if this is a real community, why don't they start acting like? I mean, they, they, the 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 Alexandrians are so cardboard. Yes. I mean, they are so cardboard. It's absolutely exactly, which is why I'm saying, why are we, why are we getting these little snapshots into their life? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it may just... be something that ends up developing more, but to be honest, I mean, there's like way too much else going on to even care about what these people are doing. And I really feel like most of them are, are, you know, killed characters already. So, mm-hmm. well, even the scene where they're in the in the pantry. I mean, you know, Bruce is running his mouth, but. None of the other ones really seem to be reacting to anything. You know, they're just kind of following Bruce's lead, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then, and then uh, Spencer comes in there and starts pontificating. And, 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 but no one else is really saying much. It's just, it's like they are, they're making them out to be just these scared kittens, I mm-hmm. guess. But they're like, they're like props. Well, I mean, they've got them just around in the scene. Yeah, and that one Bruce guy is acting super tough, but backs down so easily. Right. It was too easy. Like, he's like, oh, well, you're right. I'll put that back. He did get zing, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Where were you, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Spencer, like, getting drunk and eating cheese back at his place. Yeah, Spencer Spencer was a weird <laughs> Which was character. Awesome. He is a weird character. He was ensconced, in, he was ensconced in velvet and eating a big brick of cheese. <laughs> yes. Seinfeld reference, folks. <laughs> okay, so... Were there any things about this episode that you actually liked? Because it sounds like a lot of negatives. I'll go ahead and say mine because I can get it over with fast. Uh huh. Um, I love Jessie when she stabbed the walker in the eye. Just nice, very petite way. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, so many of them just like reaching back and they just got this huge whale of a of a swing with the with a knife and she just kind of steps up and you know zaps her in the eye and walks off oh yeah oh that was great that was good that scene actually bothered the mess out of me because that monologue that she did right after that happened mm-hmm. that one seemed forced well that was that was long that long. when they when she's talking about this is the way it is now yeah. yes yes yeah. yeah by the way for those who don't know it and saw the show um the the uh, zombie in that house was Betsy, who uh, committed suicide because her husband didn't make it back. She was the one that, uh, or the one that Michonne was supposed to bring the note back to. Mm, yeah, right, the guy that got uh, killed up against the fence that we were all pissed yes. off about. Yes, exactly. Yep. Right. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it just seemed really forced that Jesse was having to tell the people of Alexandria why she just killed that zombie or Walker, and that she was understanding that this is the way the world is and that they had been cut off from the real world for so many months because of the way that Alexandria was run. And I was just like, whatever, lady, just move on. Well, and not only that, nobody said anything. I know. I mean, she's standing in a crowd of people. They're standing around listening to her, and she walks off and no one has any comment. She was that convincing, Scott. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. These, these, I, I really have a problem with some, sometimes, and, and it's not the first time, uh, with, with the writers on the show. They, they sometimes have a problem really being able to give, uh, some characters some depth and some, uh, you know, personality. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of flat characters on this show. I, I agree with you. She is pretty flat. You think that um, with how much time, how much FaceTime we've had with her, mm-hmm. that there would be a little bit more depth to what she is. But no, I don't feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of the characters are like that. Yeah. Yep. And I guess the thing that bothered me from the show based on that same comment was that these people are just realizing this now. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, I mean, again, the episodes now, you know, is now. It's all about that comment that Rick made. You know, this is the way the mm-hmm. world is now. And, uh, you know, thinking back in the time frame, I mean, I'm completely confused as to where we are. We're not that far in the future, but we are at now. And these people are just now realizing, okay, we're surrounded by zombies and killer posses of wolves and all this kind of stuff. And they're just coming to this realization because Jesse had a breakthrough. So I don't know that that was kind of a weird. Well, uh, now is obviously, um, okay, time to catch up here. We are now. Now is not here. Right. Uh, but it's the first time again. Oh, you just blew my, blew my mind. (laughs) Jeez. No, okay, I had a favorite. Okay. If you don't have anything else on top of the whole Jesse <laughs> thing. Um, the the scene when Deanna is standing there and they're just focusing in on her and she sees the horde come up and, and Rick is running through it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was like, it was very just the uh, music and everything just kind of brought you into it. It was like, holy crap. Hey, let me ask this though. Why can't Rick outrun these things? He was, though. He was, he was flying through, and they were, he like, popping out ass. of the woods and stuff at him. I know, and but he's they like, were all behind him, the and they were right behind him. But they were all yeah. right behind him. I mean, he, he could outrun those things by a mile. But there were some on the sides, too. Uh, I know, but that, again, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. They were following him into the woods. Yeah, and but now they, they're coming in from every direction. It depends on what, you know, like, uh, what direction they were coming at the RV to him, too. You know, the, he might have had to run through them to get to Alexandria. No, they, I mean, you saw it when they showed the overhead shot. They were coming out of the woods on one side and going across. Yeah, but you don't know side. if it's east, west, north, or south when you're well, looking at it. I don't need to, Stuart. Okay. Did you see which way the sun was, Scott? <laughs> no, I oh missed that. Oh, my God. Did you I look at the part. moss on the trees? I just, I, I get so frustrated with thinking, come on, you can't outrun these stiffs. He was, I mean, but I mean, he was hauling ass to get away yeah, from them, yes. Still, but, they were way too close. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, because when, but you also got to remember when, um, when she's looking, there were some that were coming just off the side of the, right. the actual gate right. itself. And so. I saw those, right. Yeah. Not, but I didn't agree with it. I thought it was But a he might silly. have like fallen but, down on the road or maybe the blood loss from his hand made snack. him a little bit yeah. dizzy or something. Like we don't know what happened. Played a hand of solitaire. Plus, it's hot. Hey, you know what? There wasn't anything about the hand in the episode either, no, was No, there it? wasn't. That's another unresolved question. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, but I mean, but it obviously is not going to be resolved because it wasn't an issue for him through the whole episode. Right, and it makes me wonder, well, I can't say anything. Well, he had to take control, Scott. He was taking well, control. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's flipping around the gun with Ron and so forth, and, you know, with the same hand that supposedly got all bit up. Ooh, that's a um, good point. Did it, Was it bandaged you know, it, at all? Um, I don't remember it being banished, but he certainly wasn't flinching like someone would who was, you know, had their hand laid open yeah. like that. You're not just going to be reaching in your pocket and grabbing stuff and so forth. Well, maybe, um, I think maybe that, Dr. D maybe is a much left better that one doctor behind. than we thought she was. 
well, then a lot of time went by in between uh, his speech and when he ran through the gate. Well, there was uh, there was there was a definitely a, a big chunk of time that we're missing there that we're supposed to assume where a lot of things got explained. Mm-hmm. I think. I guess. But you, I still think it's a huge missed opportunity to to get Rick out of that RV because mm-hmm. they build it up so much that he got stuck there because right. of Morgan. Oh uh, crap! Morgan screw getting, up surrounding and, him and so forth. Yeah, but oh, well, Morgan screwed up so much that Rick just got out real easily. Right. So yes. I mean, I, I think if you want filler, mm-hmm. get freaking Rick out of there. Right. Write some interesting way he gets out of there. Right. Yeah, it was just uh, it was real weak. Um, and that's another thing um, that I, I I feel with how much we've been building this whole relationship between Rick and Morgan this whole time. It was weird to me that they didn't have they really haven't had them interact. And then after we just saw Morgan for an entire episode, maybe they thought we were tired of him. Um, they don't have them interacting. The yeah, I mean their their only interaction is Rick. Rick says, well, there's more to be talked about. And he looks over at Morgan. Morgan kind of, you know, gave right. a nod. And that was it. Polishing well, the staff. Back the to staff. Deanna being up on top of the fence, watching him run in. Yes. Um, I thought it was really cool to see that sign that Reg had put there when he first put the fence mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Right. the label. That said yeah. panel one, Reg Monroe. Yeah. Um, yep. That was really cute. But uh, the way Deanna looked, her facial expressions when she saw that horde coming mm-hmm. towards Alexandria, I think it spoke volumes about the type of person that she is. Mm-hmm. Because wasn't she a congresswoman before the whole thing happened, before the ZA? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. She was a politician so, of yeah, some sort. Okay. Um, so that tells me that she can't really handle a crisis situation. A true crisis situation. And she was trying to, I don't know if pretend is the word, but she's kind of diverting her attention to creating that map of where Mm -hmm. the crops were going to go and what kind of activities they were going to do, like training activities, things like that. Because that seems important in her mind. But she can't get past the fact that, you know, there's dead people walking around outside those Mm -hmm. gates and they could very easily get inside the gates if things like went to hell. Um, And none of that other stuff that she's planning would even matter. Right. And you know what, Kim, I agree. Um, One thing, though, I will have to say, I guess, you know, if I'm trying to if it's a little reach, but if I'm trying to find something I liked, I kind of did like the fact that she was making the plans for the town. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of liked the fact that it seemed like. Maybe she was going to get out of her stupor a little bit, and which which she ended mm-hmm. up doing. I mean, she she's letting her anger move her forward. You know, um, I think that's what that whole scene was about at the end when she walks up to the fence and smacks it three times. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. defiance. She has a lot of defiance at the end of this episode. That's true. Yep, that's true. And I and and I think you know we need something like that in the story. I mean, I think you know. We were talking last week about why why it is we like Morgan, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about that, and and I think a lot of it comes down to Morgan is the counterweight to Crazy Rick. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. We have to have Morgan there to bring back Crazy Rick. Otherwise, it's not much fun with just Rick running around like a madman. Mm-hmm. Right. 
He needs he needs to have that really centered counterweight. And I think De, Deanna can be some of that too. That I was actually a little bit ticked off when she was talking about um, uh, that Rick needed to, you know, Rick said, well, you, you need to lead them. And she says, no, you need to lead them. And, and Rick didn't say anything. I, I wanted Rick to say, no, we both need to lead them. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, because it, it almost kind of made her useless. It was like, right. why are you even a character now? Right. And and it's also made Rick look like he was just kind of um, not giving her any credence. Right, and, exactly. Like, had had no um, respect right. for her position. Right. Whereas, yeah, he, he can lead her with, with strength. Right. But she's the planner. Right. At least that's, that's where it could have been. Right. And see, for me, it made me feel like he was just trying to be nice to her. Like... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think that's maybe maybe how it was, but you know that's not, and I guess you know, uh, you know, a good a good politician knows to, uh, you know, even if you don't know totally believe it, you you go with the policy that makes everybody calmer, right? And these people are going to react a lot better to hearing things from Deanna than they are from Crazy Rick. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God, Rick's still walking around looking like a pirate with all those bandages all over him. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with you too. I, you know, I, I, I think that um, her what she knows how to do is plan, mm-hmm. or 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 try and lead people to you know something that's productive. Whereas Rick is at his point right now. He's at the Shane point where it's like, if you get in my way, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And um, so they do kind of need that right now with everything that just happened. And then at the with Morgan is, you know, he's, he, he has this newfound respect for life. I, I agree. They're kind of like the yin yang, you know, yeah. yep, in, exactly. in their balance of the relationship. And they've actually, the weird thing is they've actually switched roles too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Cause, cause, uh, Rick was, used to be the one that was, you know, thinking, well, he had Morgan that was clearing everything and killing everything. And, uh, and Rick, who killed off Shane because he thought Shane was crazy, and now they've switched. Rick is Shane, and Morgan is the one that's it's supposed to be the sensible person and because I'm, of his uh, influence from the cheese maker. And I'm sure at some point it will switch back again. Exactly. Um, you know that helps propel the story. Kim, what do you, I mean? What do you think about um, the situation between Deanna and Rick? I mean. I, do you feel like the show would be better with them ruling together, or do you think that this is going to be fine as if it's just a rictatorship? No, there's no way that it can survive as a rictatorship, and there's no way that it can survive. <laughs> I like how you snuck that in there. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, there's no way that it can survive the way Deanna's doing it either because she's been so naive and closed down this whole time. So I think they do need to work together um, because they both have their own strengths. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think that Deanna is still completely in shock, even if she is starting to come out of it. I mean, like when she killed that one walker that approached her when she was carrying the food back to the pantry that Spencer took. Right. And it Mm -hmm. was the wolf that had been hiding um, that Carol killed. And 
she just she went nuts and she started stabbing it in the chest and of course the only thing i'm thinking is stab it in the head what are you thinking silly face like, exactly. she's she a little back she's, like five times well she's kind of short it was a little yeah. hard to reach the head oh there. i actually thought about that too i'm like she's so short there's no way she can get up there that's the only thing she can reach but once he was down on the ground i'm like stab his eyeball get that piece of broken glass and jab it in there. Well, it just showed you but, she she was had no experience with these things. Well, right. That's, she didn't that's know what was point. the killing blow. Yes. I digressed a little bit, but that was my point. She has no experience in the the violence of it all, I guess. The Walker world. Yeah. and But on the other hand, Rick, the only real experience he has in terms of planning a community was the prison. And a lot of that yeah. of what he learned was from Herschel. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because right. Herschel's the one point. who taught him how to raise the crops. He um, devised the plan of having a council that would make decisions for the community inside the prison. That was all Herschel. And yeah, you're exactly right. right. I mean, it's a good point. And Rick is Rick is is seems to govern best when it's in crisis mode. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not a crisis, that's when Rick has issues. Right. So I think in order for Alexandria to survive, they're going to have to meld those two mindsets. I, I totally agree. But I will say I did love it when Spencer went off on Deanna in that kitchen and told her that she was responsible for everything that had happened to Alexandria so far and that um, it was her fault that she kept everyone in the dark, basically, and didn't expose them to what was going on in the outside world. And it was kind of like she created this almost Disney world in her mind, this fantasy world of what life was going to be like and and just never even acknowledged what was going on outside the, the walls. I doubt she ever went out on any any runs for supplies or anything like that. And even even Reg, I mean, he put the walls up, but he didn't really do anything. Nobody inside really no. did anything. No, they were the suburban family. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was writing down, uh, as I was thinking back through the stuff with Deanna, I wrote down the whole litany of different uh, uh, emotions she went through in the show. Because <laughs> she goes from shocked about the wolves' attack, stunned about Aaron's admission, proud about Spencer's speech, a planner drawing up plans for the organization of Alexandria, shocked again because Spencer yells at her, fierce killing a walker, and then defiant. I want to live mm-hmm. in the end. She was kind of bouncing around. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they take her, um, especially compared to what happened in the comic book, which, of course, I will not talk about. Yes, good point. Thanks for that. I don't Jeez. know. I see. I see her um, in the next episodes or so stepping up. Well, it won't be next episode because they're going to focus on the on the uh, on Daryl and and um, those folks running around out in the. Yeah, they in definitely the woods. are splitting up the stories, though. I, I didn't think they're going to do it quite so. Well, it's evident. So much of a split. But. Yeah, it's evidently they're going to be dealing with wolves out there. But uh, anyway. Um, but I do think, I do think it's going to be interesting that Deanna, I think really is going to kind of get her shit together and start stepping up. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they got a lot to do though with her character mm-hmm. to develop it a little bit more. Cause uh, to be honest, like right now, I just, I kind of don't care <laughs> so much about her. 
I really don't. I mean, I, like, again, I want to see what's going on with Morgan and Rick and, you know, like our folks. Yeah. I, I tell um, you what, though. A lot man. of these other people, like, I, I, maybe the, the doctor, mm-hmm. I guess, is, might be kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah, um, that one put me to sleep. No, I know, but I mean, as a character, she might be. Jesse, I see, is doing something. Deanna, I don't know. She just. I think Deanna's going to be more interesting as we go along. Um, well, she what did you think of her? Needs uh, to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what do you think of the uh, term that she wrote down at the bottom of her thing? The uh, the Latin words. Oh, what? Yes, yeah, the Latin yeah, What did that mean? It was. Uh, it's it was, uh, this. Be old... patient and tough. Yeah, be patient and tough. Someday, the, this pain will be useful to you. Right, oh, right, right. right. And see, that to me was saying she was coming out of it. She was, she was right. realizing that, hey, look, you're going to be tough. You, this whatever's happened behind you is going to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, she had a total breakdown at the start because she was walking right. away like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Deanna, Deanna, and right. she like didn't even turn around. Nope. Um, she gave him the finger, I think, right? No, yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. But yeah, I think the 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 quote was good. <laughs> <laughs> Get your Latin on. Yeah, oh, no, that Catholic was... school upbringing is coming exactly. back. Exactly. You got to do a little research. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to have the secret key ring to figure that one out. <laughs> All right, Kim, what were you saying? Um, I was saying that uh, my next favorite that I wrote down was the sewer zombies. Mm-hmm. Those mm, were I had that too. awesome. I am loving I am loving the walkers they're putting in the episodes this year, this season. They are awesome. And I read that Greg Nicotero said that those walkers were a callback to Alien, the movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He wanted it to look like that first image of the alien when she opened her mouth and clicked her teeth. Yeah. Mm. And I could totally see it now that he said that. But Because mm-hmm. um, they're all sludgy and slimy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But when Maggie put her hand inside that one a- uh, alien, I almost said alien. <laughs> that one walker's chest and it kind of got stuck and she like moved her arm all the way up to her elbow mm-hmm. and still couldn't kinda break free. Got that stuck. Was awesome. Yeah, she was like stuck for like two minutes. I know. Like, like she's, get your arm out of there. She's like, very, stop like, moving the it forward. Like pull it out. I know. I, it, it actually frustrated me a little bit because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, like you're saying, Stu, just pull your arm out. You know, I mean... It, you know, and she she goes she gets caught by this one because she's staring down at the other one and taking her time coming up to hit it with the with the blade, and the other one's not moving that fast. I mean, come on, take them down, oh get them out of the God. way. They're not that hard. Jeez, you're so negative, Scott. I am. I that show made me very negative last the other night. <laughs> that was a frustrating scene, though. Yeah, because you're just seeing like this hand moving inside the cavity of the of the zombie, and you're like. Can you just pull your hand out and, like, grab his head and throw him down or something? Right. Like, what are you going to push through his back? Right. Just get his, get his sternum and push him away. And then at the end, she's like, oh, I could have taken care of that. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you could have. You're doing great. She's like, I got this. <laughs> I have to say that was one of my favorite scenes, though, even though it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of the scary parts that, you know, you kind of live for with these. Right. She sure scared the hell out of Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Just trying to be a help. Yep. He's got pregnant women screaming at him. And I like Aaron. I do too. 
I think, I um, oh, you know, Aaron's, uh, I think is probably one of the only one of the Alexandrians I want to live at this point. Yeah. And, you know, in Aaron's, Aaron's, you know, uh, come and clean about the fact that, it, that the wolves might have, you know, come to the town because of his pictures. But, you know, I'm sitting over there thinking to myself, well, you know, maybe Morgan should step up and say a little something like, oops, you know, I let these guys live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, he'd already found out that it was the one he let live, right? Yeah. Because this is after he has him tucked away in the in the dungeon down there. Very true. Mm-hmm. So he should already know, oh, hey, yeah, their big guy was one guy I had and could have killed easily. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think Aaron is like one of the best characters that we have out of, out of Alexandra. And I love that he stepped up to the plate and backed up everything that Rick said. And, mm-hmm. you know, just he's kind of like the bridge, the bridge mm-hmm. over troubled waters. That's bringing the Alexandrians and the, the other crew together. Right. Yeah. You know, the one thing I've always liked about Aaron's character, and, and it was right from the beginning, he's, um, I mean, he's 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 dressed, you know, GQ. like a neighbor. Yeah, you know, some guy that's going to be, uh, you know, out at a party with his friends or something like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's not rugged at all, but yet his whole demeanor is to get out of the town, to, to go find people, you know, very adventurous. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it doesn't fit his image when you see him. And I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of gave him yeah. some depth. He wasn't he wasn't your stereotypical um, character in the show. I always find myself looking at his clothes and thinking, wow, I need to buy that for Stuart. That would look really good on him. No. <laughs> you know what is terrible? <laughs> I, when, I was thinking at the end when, when, uh, when Maggie was wiping Glenn's uh, name off the wall. Uh-huh. And he... And... and uh, Aaron comes up and starts wiping off Nicholas. I was like, man, you're going to have to clean that shirt now. <laughs> Dude, that's going to stain. I was actually thinking kind of the same thing. I was like, wonder what they wrote those names on there with, and how are they getting them off? Like, did he spit on his I shirt? Did I he... thought it was paint. I don't know. But if it was paint, it would have been dry by then. But, why? you know, getting back to that damn wall, I mean... Why would they put Nicholas and Glenn up there, but they don't put any of the other folks on the wall? Well, they had a bunch of people on. They were well, listing they put on the Sturgis wall. No, 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 and no, 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 David no. And... I know. No, no. I'm talking about our heroes that are out in the boonies. Oh, because Why they had vehicles. They that's what any... that's what Rick said. He said he has yeah, faith because right. they had vehicles. Yeah. Still, I mean, well, I was surprised I when they started putting um, Nicholas and and Glenn up there because they don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. No one I, knew I didn't at all. See why they would do that. I don't know why they would do that. I'd be like, screw you if you're going to put Glenn up there. Or Nicholas, too, if they knew Nicholas. Mm-hmm. be like, right. what, what the hell are you writing that up there? We still have hope. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd Especially punch him if in his the wife face, is like, still there. Asshole. Especially if his wife is still there, <laughs> walking around in the town. You know, I mean, come on, seriously? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're going to rub it in their face, like, oh, it's up on the wall, he's dead. Yeah, yep, it's on sorry the wall. about that. It's on the wall. You can't take it back. In memory, though. In loving memory of him. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen to Maggie now that she's revealed that she's pregnant? Um, she's going to get moody. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. She's a head case right now. She is a head case. No, she's not. I think she's in a good place. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. No. How I would do. she be in a good place? 
She seems like she, I mean, she doesn't have closure yet, but she erased his name from the wall because she feels like he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she gets the chance to go look for him, she's going to do it. Yeah, but she's, he's still gone. I mean... Yeah. Until she has any remnant of of evidence that he's still alive, she's going to be flipping out. Anybody would be. I don't think be. so. I mean, she said she didn't want to wait on him. She didn't want to wait on Glenn to find out if he was dead or not, which means she's just going to continue living her life until well, she gets right. that closure. Well, I think I think we've also, you know, we've learned from Maggie already, she doesn't exactly um, react to family's death the way any of us would react i mean she didn't seem to be all that questioning the fact that her little sister had disappeared the whole time right that's true (laughs) she hardly ever asked about her that's right so i think she's had to be tough i mean her entire family's gone Mm -hmm. so yeah no kidding and she's been kind of like the moral compass for the alexandrians up to this point she's definitely been the go-between yeah so, I don't know. I just feel like she's in a good place. Even if he is dead, she now has a part of him inside of her that hopefully will be born and survive. So, he will always be with her. And please tell me that when Scott Gimple, when he says a piece of Glenn will be back, if it's a baby, I'm just going to be like, okay, that's just lame. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's a good thought, but I... Huh. No, they're, they're, I think they're stringing out the Glenn thing because he's not dead. Right. He got saved by Enid. Exactly. Huh. Yep. That could be an idea. That's true. Yeah, you watch. I never she thought watched. about that she either. Saved, she killed a bunch of walkers with the turtle shell. She did. She she was ba- banging on it like a drum. Yep. <laughs> got them to fu- run after her. <laughs> it was also really cute when Aaron said that Aaron is a good name for a girl or a boy. And you can spell I, it I different ways. I did like ways. that comment. I thought that was good. That was cute. Yep. He got her to laugh. I bet I bet he tries to um, to raise that baby. Well, I, I bet, yeah. I'm sure he becomes involved. Yeah. I mean, I think I he would hope. be. Or he dies. I mean, yeah, who knows? <laughs> or he dies. Why, why, why would he have to raise the baby? Glenn's alive. Right. Glenn will be back. What are you talking about, Kim? Well, okay, fine. If he's not alive. Glenn and his dumpster are coming. Yeah, Glenn's hiding in a dumpster. You know, there's, okay. he's, there's you know, a bunch of good food in there. Well, um, one of the other things that I noticed from this episode that I really enjoyed were all the different relationships. Because everybody seemed to be paired off with somebody else throughout the entire episode. And so we had Aaron and Maggie, of course. Mm-hmm. Deanna was... In some ways, warring with herself, but she was also with Spencer. Right. And then at times we saw her with Rick. And so there were two different, or actually three different relationships, if you think about just her her being herself. Yes, right. And, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. And then um, Denise and Tara, who I never saw coming. Really? God, I read that one early. No. I mean, I remember Tara, but... Uh-huh. Denise, never, ever in my wildest dreams. Hmm. I just thought I... the way the way they were looking at each other and all. I was just like, oh, okay, all right, so they're gonna hook up. Yeah, I I just didn't catch on to that. So that was a shock. So is Eugene gonna get in on that? Ah, uh, Eugene's just gonna go. <laughs> Poor and Eugene. Say he's gonna build a better woman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ugh, I know he's gonna be devastated. Mm. Hams um, his biscuits. 
Ham business biscuits. <laughs> and then the whole Rick and Jesse. Oh, and then Ron and Carl, too. Oh, God. Listen, let me just say this. Please let that storyline die. The Ron and Carl one? Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that was pretty lame. That really that... felt like Fear of the Walking Dead there with the bratty children. Oh, Jesus. That little slap fest they had. <laughs> oh, my God. Is... I was, like, dying laughing. Yeah, like, that was Is that bad. seriously the way you're going to fight? Carl can wield a, a machete like no man's business, but when it comes to fist fights, no. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just going to slap and push. He, he cat fights with the best of them. Yep. And I, I hate to say it, um, my kid's not a great actor. That was just, I don't know, man. That that whole storyline, just please let it die. Car, <laughs> Carl the Shovenator. <laughs> that whole thing where he's talking about saving, or Carl saved his life, so now he's trying to save his. And then you go into Rick teaching that kid how to shoot. What's his name, Ron? Ron. Ron. So what do you think that's all about? Uh, to me, there's some ulterior motive with that kid. Like, he wants to well, come there back. Is. I mean... I don't know if you remember um, uh, earlier in a scene when... Uh, I guess when they were listening to Rick talk mm-hmm. at the beginning... And Carl was standing there, and Ron looked over at Carl, who was standing there, and Ron started playing with his knife. Yeah, I remember that. I wrote that down too. Yeah, and he was already thinking he was he was he was already pissed off at Carl, and I think he wants a piece of Carl. Mm -hmm. And uh, but that's why I the whole thing of him saying, you know, I saved your life, and you you shouldn't go, blah blah blah. I don't know where that came from. That didn't seem to be a guy who wanted to knock off Carl. You know, it's you know how like teenagers they try to act cool with each other, but they're really just throwing daggers at you with their eyes. I have a feeling it was kind of one of those things. Like there's that whole fight going on between the two guys with Enid and Ron saying that Enid used to be my girlfriend and Carl's like, Well, right. I didn't steal her, you know? And um I think that's where that whole thing was happening. Oh yeah, I get it. I just didn't understand what exactly he was trying to convey yeah what is he trying to convey by saying i saved you uh it if you know it just doesn't seem to make any sense when everything else shows him that he, or shows us that he wants to he wants to beat the hell out of carl he's acting like he cares he's being manipulative because he doesn't yeah he's it's exactly he's, he's being manipulative he is trying to right. act like he has any sense of caring for these people when really he just wants to kill them possibly is what i'm seeing yeah, well, the same way he manipulated Rick on the wall. Right. Yeah. With the gun. Rick had no idea he was training someone to uh, take a shot at his kid. Yeah, I guess I guess my original question is mainly based on the fact that I think the kid's going to be bad news coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Agree. Oh, yeah. I mean... But I'm just... I don't want it to be. You just don't care. <laughs> like, go away. I don't. Well, maybe he and, and Deanna can, can just walk outside. Or maybe they shoot each other. <laughs> it's, exactly. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be sweet. She could, she'll just stab him in the chest like 50 times. There's an idea. Hmm. Well, Call Scott Kimple. Going back to Ron and and uh, Rick up on the wall during the target practice thing. Up on the wall. Um, what was up with Rick, though? Like, he had no urgency. Ron just told him that Carl might have left the compound with all these walkers surrounding the place. To go find Enid, and then he says in the next breath that he doesn't really know where he is, and he's like... Well, I don't think he was worried because Ron said he he was on the porch with Judith. Uh, so he didn't. He yeah. wasn't thinking that, that 
Carl could be okay. out there. He, he said he told him not to go, and then uh, yeah, but he he saw that he was. And then Rick said, "Well, danger. where where did you see him? You know, where is he now? Where did you see him?" And he said, "Well, he's on the porch with with Judith." Which he might have been lying. He probably well okay. So. But Rick wouldn't freak out though if he if he took him, you know, as as telling mm-hmm. the truth. That's true. As far as Rick's character goes, that's true. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the other side of it is that he might have been lying. He was lying. I mean, he's lying about things, you know. Yeah. Certainly about wanting to learn how to shoot. Or at least let's put it this way, he, his motivation is hidden. Well, I just think that Rick's demeanor and attitude during this entire episode was just off. Like, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And, like, he's telling everybody at the very beginning, you need to keep your voices down, turn the lights out at night, and don't make any noises and things like that. But yet, first of all, he's standing there at the wall screaming and yelling. And then That's what later was, on, right. he's up on the wall just scanning the crowd of zombies. I'm like, they mm-hmm. can see you. Why are you there acting mm-hmm. as bait? Well, not only that, then he starts teaching a kid how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. By shooting the zombies. There yeah, was no loud. There was no urgency in Rick. There was no... Um, fear or worry or any of that stuff that you would assume would be there after everything that happened and of course the whole hand thing like he didn't act like he was hurt at all um and it didn't like it didn't feel like he was trying to make a plan to to solve the situation right i mean i would have been like okay we need to dig a ditch we need to like shove these zombies into this ditch and somehow get them out i don't i don't know like figure something out how are you gonna lead these things what are you trying to do with the zombies just get them away from the wall (laughs) because you know they're gonna be attracting at least make an opening to get in and out but they're gonna be attracting more and more walkers just like they were at the quarry and uh, eventually that wall is not well that's what I, i was kind of blown away by the fact that they seem so confident in the wall right that had never been tested obviously well, you would think that you'd be yeah. seeing some people standing on the wall just picking off walkers. Right, but, I mean, do you get what I'm just saying? To clear some of them out. Yeah. I mean, the, uh-huh. here's this architect. He was an architect, right? The, the yep. guy who yep. designed it. And they're like, oh, well, he's an architect. He designed this wall. It's going to withstand any zombie. But no one, they, they've never been tested against, like, hundreds of zombies. Right. And yet they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's all right. We're behind the wall. Just close the gate. We're good shouldn't everybody be at the wall like making sure everything's all right yes they should be doing perimeter right. checks it's just every it, hour instead of like just oh rick's like about to leave that kid up on top and like it's no big deal or if, on the flip side you expect to see somebody going freaking nuts yeah yeah you yeah know, very true panicking right big right time because they've never seen panicking. anything like this no you would think there'd be somebody sitting on their porch just screaming you know i think the only person we saw like that was deanna Right. Yeah. But that that kind of harkens back to Fear of the Walking Dead too, where nobody was reacting to things. Right, right. I think the the writers are kind of missing something with those uh, with the way they have the crowd react to things. Oh, and the yeah. other thing that was kind of weird to me is like every time they showed the wall and they're mm-hmm. looking down, it mm-hmm. always looked like the same amount of zombies, and yet more were coming. Yes. Like they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. 50 zombies, you guys go back to your place. All right, we're getting mm-hmm. to do a wall scene again. You guys start walking towards the wall again. Recycle, recycle. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it never, the population never grew. Once you get to the front of the line, go back around again and come back in. <laughs> it's like they went back to the crafts table, got a That's sandwich, right. 
Exactly. And came back. <laughs> Got a little touch up on their makeup. Right. And back in line. <laughs> well, at the very end of the episode, did you guys think that the blood on the wall was coming through the wall or dripping down? I think it was the I think it was the blood coming through the zombies squishing up against the wall. I do too, because when you look at the close up, if you like pause it, mm-hmm. you can see that just below where the blood starts to appear, there's a bolt in the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No. So I'm wondering if maybe one of the zombies on the other side, they're getting pushed up against the wall and it got snagged on a bolt mm-hmm. or, or a seam or something. Right. And it's just getting smushed up against and the blood is seeping through. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I actually, second time I saw it, I got more of a feeling that it was coming through the wall. But I mm-hmm. will tell you this though. I was really kind of trying to figure out Spencer and he was he was just acting so weird and that scene with him and Rosita up on the wall number one what mm-hmm. was Rosita crying about Abraham really mm-hmm. yeah okay because they don't know what happened with Abraham Sasha and Daryl yet mm-hmm. and she and Abraham are in love and she doesn't want to lose him mm. yeah I didn't see that but um but no it makes sense um but still he was acting very weird you know, and why did he take Carol's shift? And, you know, what was he wanting to be up on the wall for? You know? Yeah. He's kind of shady. Yeah. So I figured, you know, when I first saw the blood, I was like, oh, crap. Abraham just, just killed himself. And that was Spencer. blood falling. Or Spencer. Yeah, just killed yeah. himself. And that was falling right. down from the from the uh, tower above them. Yeah. So that was my first thought. But I, I think you're probably right. I think if Spencer had killed himself, we would have heard something. Well, you remember he had a silenced rifle, though. That's one thing I did look at in the second viewing. Yeah, but he would have fallen down onto that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Kim, he could have fallen down on the platform. I mean, Deanna came walking by. It wasn't like there was anybody there. Right. Know? So he could have been just laying up there bleeding. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that I think she would have heard it. No, that's what I'm saying. She wasn't right there, though. Remember, she walked over there. And you remember, she also came walking up to the fence. It wasn't like she was hanging around there all afternoon. That's true. Okay. I see anyway, your point. But I, I, but I, but again, I go back. I, I don't think that that was the case. I do think it was just coming through the wall. Maybe I was hoping for something more interesting. Well, it could turn into something interesting because if there's a crack in the wall. Well, of course there's cracks in the wall. It's a bunch of sheets of metal. Well, I don't understand why, how they could hold them back with a metal fence. I know. Which is where the gate is. Yeah. That's completely um, unsupported. Well, didn't they say that Reg had put the posts in pretty deep? Yes. Uh, that, again, yeah, they, they said that, yeah, Reg knew how to engineer this wall to make and which is what they, uh, when they led the walkers out of the quarry, they built supposedly a wall that was similar, right? Yeah, but yeah. Do you know what but I... But you know what we never actually talked about, though? What? Was during those scenes in the earlier episodes when the walkers were hitting the wall, that mm-hmm. they were just dying when they were hitting the wall? They were splattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they it was too easy. And they mm-hmm. were talking, I mean, there's like, I guess it was supposed to be like this horde, the force of the horde hitting, but right. it was like a bunch of single walkers just running into the wall right. and dying, which ended up leaving a big pile of walkers that weren't really dead, but somewhat dead. <laughs> which is why I, I when um, they showed the blood coming through, I was thinking, oh, well, now the walkers are running into this wall. Mm-hmm. Right. They're all because they, it makes them blow up. You know one thing that's always bothered <laughs> when me they though. Hit metal sheeting. Whenever you see them building like the wall the, at the turn in the road and so forth like that, the um, supports are aiming outward, right? Yeah. 
mm. behind it. But on the actual wall itself, the supports are on the wrong side. I think they're on both sides. They're on the outside of the fence, not on the inside of the fence. I, from what I've seen, I think they're on both sides. Uh-uh. No, I mean, seriously, I looked. They're not. I mean, they they had put some in because the wall was damaged. And they were, you know, in, doing more supports to it. But before that, it was just the wall. And on the other side were the supports. Scott, I've been to Alexandria. I know you have. <laughs> I've seen the supports on both sides. I know you have. <laughs> No, you're right. I mean, it, it seems like I, I've actually thought about that uh, quite a few times. That it seemed like they had everything supported from the inside. They should have had everything supported from the inside because right. you don't want everything running into the supports and knocking it down. It was more like it was built to keep people in than keep people out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I think the wolves built the wall, but I don't think that's no. the case. And hey, come on, tell me. I, I think I mentioned this to Kim well in the show. There is no way that these Alexandrian people are not getting having an issue with the smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're talking about all of a sudden you got zombies 20 feet deep uh, all around you. The smell would have to be absolutely incredible. And these people supposedly been sheltered away from that. Yeah, after you yeah. mentioned that to me earlier, I, I think when I think you said that when the episode was actually airing. Um Yeah. And I had mentioned that Rick and his crew had talked about that before, about that they were used to the smell. But every now mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, my God, that smells horrible. Like whenever they come upon a horde or a lot of them together. But, I mean, you're right. These people have not been exposed to zombies for the most place. Yeah. Yeah, not that concentration. Right. And that many of them is just unheard of for Alexandria. So mm-hmm. especially with them right up against the fence like that. Yeah. That would yeah. be... I'd be throwing some speed stick horrendous. to Horrendous. I'd be throwing up. Yeah. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe it's smelly gate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they don't smell in this world. I don't know. Ooh. You know what? We're on an alternate planet. Maybe they don't have noses. Yeah. So, mm. my favorite part of the entire episode is the theme. And I think this is what saved the episode for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it until the very last episode or the very last scene where Jesse and Rick are together inside the garage. And Jesse says, right here in this moment, this is what it is. And Rick said, this is what life looks like now. And Jesse right. then says, I wasn't saying there wasn't a future, but there's got to be something more. To me, that just wraps up everything in a nutshell. And basically, it just means take advantage <clears throat> of what life has handed you in that moment. And that's why we have uh, Maggie being okay with the fact that she doesn't know exactly what's going on with with Glenn. Because she's pregnant, she has to handle herself right now. She has to protect herself and her baby. And then that's why we have um, Dr. Denise kissing Tara because... The world could She's end. Taking advantage of now. Yeah, the world could end tomorrow, for all she knows. And right now, in this moment, she sees somebody in front of her who has supported her and encouraged her, and been kind of like a cheerleader for her. And she doesn't want a tough cheerleader for. Yeah, her. and she doesn't want that yeah. moment to slip away. And then even for her own self, figuring out how to save Scott's life by draining his leg. 
of the infection, it's right. like it's. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like a um, an epiphany. Yeah, it's like a a, a victorious moment for her. Um, and then there was there were a few other things like uh, oh somebody said the pain you feel today will be useful to you one day. Was that the right. the thing that that was the quote? Yeah, yeah, that Dollar was the quote. TV Roderit Olim, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so the pain you feel today will be useful to you one day. Is like, okay, you have to live in the moment and make that pain a part of you and make it useful to you now. Oh, you no. have to you have to allow it to move you forward, um, in life. So, I just I thought it was perfect and it kind of builds off of the episode that we had last week with the whole zen master cheesemaker thing um it just cheese cheese (laughs) just the symbolism of this entire season is just blowing me away Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful that's all okay but right now i don't really care about these alexandrians (laughs) Mm -hmm. right now i would agree (laughs) <laughs> but I agree with you. And I also mm-hmm. think uh, on the other side of it, like I was talking about before, is now is, um, you know, when we've been going back and forth between time and flashbacks and everything, it's like bringing you back to, okay, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything now in the series is just going to be going forward from this point. Right. It's caught up with all the past stuff, and it's caught up with the switching around in time limit timelines and all that kind of garbage it's done now we're going forward right yeah exactly and and that last scene where uh deanna is out in front of the gate and you just see the silhouetted image of all the walkers behind the fence and their Mm -hmm. arms are stretched in that iconic zombie pose you know i love that that was like the perfect way to sum up the entire theme of the episode because it was like her facing her demons and facing the reality of what life is like right now. And it's no longer a fantasy because here it is in your face. Yep. Yep. Now can we move on? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) now can we see where our people are? (laughs) Yeah. I thought you meant move on with us talking. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good here. (laughs) No, I've got some deep thoughts. Deep thoughts with (laughs) him. Yes. That's right. That's our new segment, folks. Deep thoughts. <laughs> but yes. Because yeah, actually at the end I I completely forgot. They show um they show they show Daryl at the end there. Yeah, you're talking and he's about he's exhausted and looks like he's been You mean whatever. in the previews? Yes, in the For previews. Next week. Right, right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and I think he's being I think he's dealing with with uh yes, I think he's dealing with wolves at the time. Yeah, I just don't like just jumping from one story to the next on every week. It's like, I feel like I need a piece of something. Mm-hmm. Well, More than just a preview. I think if we get those those kids back into the fold, then we will have wrapped up all those little lines. Except for Glenn, of course. Except yeah. for Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see a piece of Glenn. It's going to be wah, a baby wah. with Glenn's face. Yep. Wearing a baseball hat. That's <laughs> Ready for free or fragging, fragging, fragging. Maybe we'll get a zombie. Are baby. you guys about ready for a break? Yes, I am. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Did you have more? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right, folks, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Here's to now. 
here's to now. Actually, was thinking, said everything out loud, cause Epcot seems good, awesome, but we don't worry about it. Sitting on your doorstep, waiting for you to come home or come out. Well, Apple seeds have silent night, but we don't care about it. So here's to now. Here's to now. Buildings built sturdy, rolled up in every town. Welcome back, and welcome to Carol's Casserole Counter, where we count the episodes in which Carol's wonderful casseroles are not eaten. Stuart, where are we in the count? Um, you know, I think we have three casseroles in seven episodes now. That sounds right, and that is just a tragedy. It is a tragedy, and we don't even have Carol. And now for our news items. So, I don't know if you guys have seen in the news lately, but there have been numerous reports about the character of Negan and that that character has been cast. Well, another person has been announced as the cast character today, and now they're saying that this one is official. I'm not sure if I believe it or not until I see him on the screen, but they're saying that Jeffrey Dean Morgan... From the Watchmen movie, he also was on Good Wife, Grey's Anatomy, and Weeds. They're saying that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has officially been cast as Negan, but just last week, like four or five days ago even, Garrett Dillahunt was tweeting teasers about him being cast as Morgan. Mm-hmm. He played the father on Raising Hope, so he's he's actually an awesome comedian, but he's been on a couple of other scary type things. Um so he was tweeting that he had been cast, and then some of the other people that have been up for the role were Henry Rollins and Kevin Durand from The Strain, and he was also on Lost. So who knows who has been cast? I kind of think that it's like the whole Glenn situation where they're teasing us and just throwing names out there at this point right. mm-hmm. to throw us off. They're manipulating us. Yes. The Rollins thing, he looks exactly like the character. Mm-hmm. I, he's not a good actor, though. I think someone just threw that out there. I um, I don't know who, who the Nagin character is, so I don't have any real reference. Um, who is Nagin? Since he we is a bad-ass mother clucker. He's worse than the governor, and that's all I'll say. He has a filthy mouth. Mm. Filthy. Filthy uh. mouth. Okay, so he's a filthy mouth, but he's at, I mean, he's a really, really bad he's guy. He's a very bad guy. Oh, man. With Jeff- with a lot of people that do bad things. Oh, so you think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the guy? Oh, he'd be good. Mm-hmm. He's a bad Who was he? He was, um, uh, what, what, what movie did you the say Watchmen? he was in? The Watchmen? He's he was the cigar guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was the cigar guy. Ah, yes. What was his character's name, though? Comedian. The comedian. comedian. The comedian. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. That way, he would be good, actually. Yeah, he'd be very good. Well, even Garrett Dillahunt, I was looking at the pictures that he tweeted out. He had a picture of himself with a buzz cut and blood coming down off his scalp. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. pretty scary looking. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, this Nagin character, how is this a long time character? Yes. Okay, because the reason I'm wondering is because you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan is actually becoming a pretty big star and. 
you know, he's he's had several of his own movies now. Do you think he would do a television show? He's done them before. That's a pretty big character on a pretty big television show. Yeah. Yeah, but. I think anybody would be excited to do that role. I, I would think like the villains. I mean, they don't. They last a season. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe right. two. So would he do? Would he take two seasons off to do something like this? I don't know. I could easily see, like for example, if Negan came in at the end of season six, which is what the rumor is, I could see the entire season seven being about him. Right. Maybe even. And he's longer. not going to make near as much money doing this as he would be making a movie. Walking oh, no, Dead, no, no. he would yeah. making a movie, so that's a long time to be uh, going without movies. I mean, he would be crazy if... to pass up this opportunity. There are some major storylines that go with it. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Um, there are also reports that AMC has purchased the rights to produce Empire of the Dead, which is a Marvel comic that's written by George Romero. And mm-hmm. it's a comic about zombies and vampires that have taken over New York City. And George Romero was asked when The Walking Dead first began if he would ever want to be involved in a show like this. And he said no because he wanted to be able or he would rather make a show about zombies that he created himself. So here you go. Now he's got his own show that possibly could be happening. But they have not confirmed that... Uh, AMC is actually going to produce it. It hasn't been greenlit for anything. And no official confirmation has even been released by AMC. It's just a rumor. Hmm. So who is George Romero for everybody? Who is George Romero? If you're watching The Walking Dead and you don't know who George Romero is, please, please, please go. Night of the Living Dead. Yes, go to Netflix and go look through the 70s horror shows. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying is that a lot of people don't know a lot of the more, you know, the older flicks. Yeah, Right, the younger audiences. You get, yes, you he get was, into this and you're like, oh, it's awesome. But you don't really know about the other stuff. He really created the zombie genre um, in the 60s and 70s with his Night of the Walking Dead. Flicks. And it's where Greg Nicotero got his start. Mm-hmm. Yep. On... Uh, which one was it? Night of the Living Dead? No. Uh, Dawn of the Dead? No. I can't remember which one. No. Damn yep. it. That's the very first movie that George, that Greg Nicotero ever worked on. was a George right. Romero movie. That was his influence. Yep. So um, it's going to be pretty cool if they actually put it out. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's all <laughs> I have on. for the news tonight. <laughs> Although I do have to say we watched... Um, Ash versus the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. the first episode. Did you see that, Scott? Yeah, I saw part of it. Okay, that was actually hilarious. That was so was. good. Oh my god. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. I did not realize how scary it was going to be. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I thought at first it was all going to be comedy, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden it was like, oh my god. Yeah, like I never cover my eyes when I'm watching Walking Dead, but with George, with George. <laughs> <laughs> with Ash versus the Evil Dead, I had my hands over my face for most of the episode. It was like a classic 70s slasher film. Oh, it was. It was definitely. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was a uh, yeah a parody of those. It was awesome. So we got to figure yep. out a way that we can watch the rest of the episodes because we don't get the Stars channel. No, I do. Well, oh, lucky. So- sorry. But if anybody else wants to watch it, it's free online. And where did you find it, Stuart? Do you remember? 
Uh, just through um, Stars, the Stars Network had it online for the first episode. Okay. Uh, they probably won't have any more though. No. no, it was a teaser. But I, you know, I actually didn't even look to see if they had the second one. But I, I saw a lot of clips from it that were like posted on Twitter and uh, Twitter, Twitter and stuff. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I think oh, we're my. getting tired. We are Harris, a little tired. Harris Twitter. Uh huh. All right. It actually, uh, it looks awesome. It looks hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the actor's name is, but well, he was guys... the original Ash. Right. You guys just come on up here, and it, it's uh, Davidson. I can't remember what his last first name is. Bruce. Um, Bruce Davidson, yeah. Bruce um, Campbell. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Excuse me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oi. Well, you guys can come up to my house to watch it. Okay, okay. thanks. I'm only, what, three and a half hours but away? You, you didn't watch the full episode. No. No, I'll okay. go back sometime and watch it. Uh, yeah, I think you'll like it. He's hilarious. He mm-hmm. actually is. Oh, I know. I agree. <laughs> okay, so what's oh. happening next week on The Walking Dead? Well, next week on The Walking Dead, which will be Season 6, Episode 6, Always Accountable is the title. Uh, Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha encounter many obstacles and a new threat while trying to return to Alexandria. Our director is Jeffrey January. He's done some work with The Walking Dead before and Revolution, Teen Wolf, and Friday Night Lights. The writer mm-hmm. is Heather Belson. She produced, um, excuse me, yeah, she produced JSS and First Time Again from this season, as well as several episodes from last season. Also has writing credits for three episodes from season five. Hmm. She's also written some of the episodes for Black Sails and Unforgettable. So, what are your predictions for next week? Well, I think we're going to see a lot of Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha. I think it's just going to focus just directly on them and nothing else. Just like they've been doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be grabbing the bull by the nutsack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one of the previews that I saw had Dar- I mean, had uh, Sasha and Abraham racing away from people that were chasing them, too. Right. Hmm. So they get split up from Daryl, obviously. I think Daryl ends up winding up at that canning factory where he he and uh, Abraham, or not Abraham, uh, Aaron got captured. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I Mm. I thought in the scenes I recognized the the factory again where there's a bunch of zombies wandering around in the the pen. Yeah. Well, Hmm. the previews... I definitely think he has a a big encounter with the the wolves. Yeah, I was going to say the previews show him being tied up at one point right so something's gonna go on there but it makes me wonder like um what happened to the horde the rest of the horde they were leading yeah i wonder what they mean by a new threat though oh when they say that they encounter many obstacles in a new threat while trying to return to alexandria Mm. that's the wolves but they're not a new threat i know but to them they are a new threat because they haven't they haven't actually dealt with them yet that's a good point Maybe maybe the new threat is E. coli in the uh, cans of food that they get. <laughs> exactly. But guess yes. guess what we won't see next Hand, week? Hand, foot, and mouth disease. Uh, Glenn. Glenn. No Glenn, I bet you. The, I bet you $100 million. No Glenn. Yeah, there's no, there's maybe no the new threat will be Glenn. As a walker? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finally delivering that final pizza. I would cry. Yes. I can't do that. <laughs> I might cheer because it would finally be over. Yeah, because Daryl will be like, I can't kill him. I can't kill him. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. All right. Are you guys ready to wrap it up? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, iTunes. And please subscribe to our podcast wherever you download it so that you don't miss any more episodes if you've missed any at all. You can find us on Facebook, and you can also find us on the web at fearmepodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on any of our episodes or Walking Dead episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And please be sure to rate us on iTunes so that um, it will help us in the ratings. Yep, and get us more exposure. Yes. That's right. So we'll be back next week to recap... um, Episode 6, Always Accountable. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And with that... Scott with a save. Yes, and with that, we'll say adieu. Good night. (laughs) Nighty night, folks. Thanks for joining us. Buildings built sturdy, rolled up in every town. As the bees get aged and the bellies get sick, well, the people fall right out. This pride is really falling. I'm proud that I'm not proud as the people get aged and the bellies get sick. Well, their instincts are. You just see me.